Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm Irene Cook, your radio host, and today I'm going to talk about a subject that I really should have talked about a long, long time ago, but it's one that is just lurking like crazy this week, and it's it's because we're about a month into the new year and everybody's dieting and everybody's on this new role to get healthy. And this is about the time where people start to get frustrated. Um, And this frustration does not occur because of them not liking their new lifestyle. It doesn't occur because they don't love to feel good. Um, the, The reason for this frustration all occurs because of this little device that is in the corner of your bathroom. It's lurking in the shadowy corner of the fitness floor, perhaps, and it is living there, uh, calling your name every morning, but yet so many people are afraid to get on it. The almighty scale. For many, the thought of stepping on the scale is more sweat-inducing than any cardio machine. And when you think about how much you might weigh or what the number might display on that dial, it's no surprise that so many people are scared of the scale. Um, Even when you're dieting, even when you are working really, really hard, we fear the scale. We fear what that number is going to say. I can name dozens of flashbacks dating back to my adolescence to my current date where the unexpected presence of this device has sent lightning bolts of anxiety up my spine. Um, The obvious, which is the doctor's office, but then even less obvious places like the uh, carnival games where put the quarter in and win a prize uh, scales at the road trip bathroom surprises that your kids beg you to just get on like it's no big deal. Uh, if you're listening and you're thinking that you suddenly also couldn't find a quarter, but quickly reevaluated the road trip snacks that you had purchased that day, um, and you're feeling the electricity pangs up your, your spine right now, you understand what I'm saying. Um, if you're someone who usually dodges this device, hoping that only the annual visit at the doctor uh, would would be the time that you were going to get on it. Anticipating these magic digits can can only feel like waiting for your name to be called uh, for jury duty or worse, um, then you are someone that lets the scale derail you. Um, It's simple scale anxiety. It's actually called graffitophobia, the fear of stepping on the scale. 
Um, it was actually explained in a recent article in Psychology Today that this fear tends to affect those who believe that weight management involves strict control and leading to the strict lifestyle that a person might consequently indulge, for example, in a pint of ice cream or some Chinese food after a bad day, then suddenly the person wants nothing to do with the scale. Or when a person simply is not tuned in to regular fluctuations that occur in the human body. Yeah, that sounds about right. As I prepared to do this show, uh, I knew that this was going to be a really sensitive topic and yet also a very popular one. So I did interview several of my clients who have learned to become stronger than this fear. Uh, this fear of, of the scale and fear of these numbers has become a phobia for so many people. But overcoming this fear has also resulted in some drastic and very dramatic weight loss. And more importantly, it has led to freedom and understanding their own body. Um, it is something that people are very reluctant to do initially, but it is also something that is causing people to, to look at things that they have been in denial of. Um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go through some of this. And I also want to then talk about what this has to do with dieting. Um, because right now I'm in, in the middle of, of a huge program. People have all signed up for the new year. And I literally have spent all week long explaining to people that your weight is not going to drop overnight. Um, we get on the scale. We don't see what we want to see people want to quit. Um, I, I had a conversation yesterday with someone who was so upset that she only lost three pounds in 11 days. And, and I literally had, I, I had no words for her. Um, three pounds in 11 days is remarkable. In fact, that's a lot. Um, but we're so conditioned to think that every time we get on the scale, that it's going to be a lower number. Uh, we get on the scale, it might go up. We're not in tune to our body, and this is what is causing this, this derailment, and we are allowing the scale to derail us. And quite frankly, this is why people are not finding success in weight loss. So, so one of my clients who just recently lost 45 pounds had an extreme fear of weighing herself. In fact, when she started with me, uh, she had no idea what she weighed because she was so afraid of it. Um, finally, after she joined the program, she got on the scale and she was actually 20 pounds heavier than she thought she was because it had been that long since she'd weighed herself. And this is, this is exactly what she said. I would do really, really good for several days, then I would indulge, and I would not want to get near a scale. My dessert stomach was all too real, and I believed that calories didn't count when I was hungover, and greasy Chinese food was the only cure. During these indulgences, I would always think to myself, ugh, I had to have gained 10 pounds, so I would avoid the scale. What I don't know can't hurt me. So after this individual realized what she was doing, uh, it was clearly a form of denial. 
And I taught her that if she would commit to weighing herself daily, no matter what, that she would indulge less and less. I also showed her that by doing this, the gain after a binge was not as substantial as she thought. Certainly not 10 pounds uh, after, after a Chinese food uh, indulgence. And also that it is important to have small indulgences. Um, it is unrealistic to go months and months and months without having little splurges. In due time, she would start to see the correlation between the damage done during these indulgences and the hard work necessary to get back on track. And eventually, the binging behavior would be extinguished or at least minimized. Bottom line, often one's perception of what one weighs and the reality don't equal each other. No one wants bad news, and by avoiding weighing, or knowing, or living in denial, the individual can avoid having to implement certain behavioral changes. And so now here we sit, uh, actually only nine months later, and this person has lost 45 pounds. Uh, she understands that her weight is going to fluctuate. She still has her indulgences, but yet when she gets on the scale, she sees it's not 10 pounds. It might be three, but that three pounds is not permanent. That three pounds goes back down immediately as soon as she gets back on track. So for one, it's hard to fool the scale. We can all agree that the truth hurts. Sometimes, like I said, nobody likes bad news, but I don't know about you. I'm the type of person who hates confrontation and I can't deal with the drama that the scale might bring into my life. All right. This is another quote from someone else. We don't like confrontation. It's a lot of drama. Many people don't want to get on the scale because it upsets them. I hear this time and time again. I hear I'm having a great day. I feel really good. I've been working really hard. I get on the scale and I don't like the way it makes me feel when I don't see the number I want to see. That's the thing. People don't need to change the way they feel because of a number. Making lifestyle changes doesn't necessarily result in tangible outcomes, and it could be very discouraging to find that all of your hard work isn't immediately paying off. But avoiding the scale is not giving you uh, any kind of reassurance that you're not doing everything right. You have to look at the big picture. Weight loss is not tangible immediately. Um, it is tangible once you put in your time. But when you get on the scale and you see a result, a number that doesn't match your hard work, um, you, you have to understand that the scale isn't always going to be an immediate display of your efforts that you put in the day before. Uh, getting on the scale doesn't have to be scary, yet it could actually help you reach your goals. Uh, I agree, it's very depressing to get on the scale and see a higher number, but it's also a reminder that you are going to eventually get to your goal. And you're right. You're going to have an attitude when you get on it that what you might see may not be the best thing, but yet it will eventually go to that point. Weighing yourself 
daily can also be very empowering. Knowing that this information can be a jump start uh, to your day or uh, could cause you to solicit the advice of a healthcare provider if, let's just say, you were at the point where you needed help um, are just some examples of getting on that scale if you are somebody that's been avoiding it for months or even years. Uh, there was a recent study that I just read in the Journal of Obesity that found evidence that suggests that frequent self-weighing may be beneficial for weight control. The scale can act as reinforcement that will let you know that your daily routines and habits are working, if it remains consistent. Hmm. Now, this doesn't sound so scary, does it? Well, let me just put it this way. As you're hearing me talk, it doesn't sound scary. But when you put it into play and you get on the scale, but yet you don't see those numbers moving, that's when the frustration occurs. And so this is why I need to talk about not letting the scale derail. So if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP. I'm Irene Cook, the radio host, and I am talking about a really delicate and sensitive subject of weighing yourself and the emotions that come with weighing yourself and seeing a number that may or may not please you. So what I, I do need you to keep in mind, that the number on the scale does not define you as a person. You're still the same, even if the number goes up or if it goes down. And there are a million things that can influence your weight. And the number is not always an indication of what things you did right or what things you did wrong. However, it is going to help guide you and help you understand how your body works. And this is probably one of the most important things that I've learned and one of the most important things that I've taught my clients to understand about their body. Um, I just this morning had a text conversation with somebody that has lost, uh, I think, about 25 pounds. And she was somebody that was very, very sensitive to the scale. Well, um, she's about three pounds from breaking a, a huge uh, goal of getting into the 100s. And uh, today she got on the scale, and for some reason she was up two pounds from yesterday. Well, three months ago, my phone would have exploded because she would have been so upset. Well, today the, she just sent the text message just all nonchalant. And I texted her back, and I said, are you okay? Because I was just waiting for her to be upset. And she said, yeah. And I said, wow, I'm really proud of you. You're not upset. And she said, no. And I said, look at how much you've learned. And she said, yeah. She goes, I, I had popcorn late last night. So the light bulb went on because she understood that eating something late at night meant that it had not been digested yet. It was still sitting in her digestive tract. So clearly what she was weighing was popcorn that is still in her belly. What she didn't know um, is another fact that I told her, and that is that popcorn actually, as healthy as it is, and she made it the right way, um, 
digests very slow. And it, it, it is a little heavier because of all the kernels that are, you know, undigested in your stomach. And I explained to her that super bonus, um, once it digests, that she's definitely going to see that drop. And so, so it was this great celebration that, A, she learned about her body, and B, she did not let this derail her. And, and this is a person here that is going to succeed because um, three months ago, she would have seen those two-pound fluctuation and, and it would have caused derailment. Um, this change in perspective allows people to see this, this whole light in a more positive manner. Um, it helps people use this in, in, a, in a way to measure and track their weight as a beneficial tool instead of a discouraging task. This is the most amazing thing that you could do for yourself in tracking your weight. Um, graphitophobia, again, the fear of getting on the scale, tends to affect people who believe their weight management involves strict control. Often the inclusion of, of using food um, for pleasure or, or comfort, uh, who during a difficult time in their life maybe had very strict lifestyle or consequently indulged and binged, suddenly the scale that they had been stepping on multiple times a day, perhaps, became an addiction more than their friend. And if, if you're somebody that is getting on the scale multiple times a day, I can tell you that that is also not a healthy thing. The best time to get on your scale is first thing in the morning, um, after you've used the bathroom, and have that be consistent. Um, there is no reason to weigh yourself multiple times a day. And I've had this happen also. Um, this will trigger negativity. Um, and, and graffitophobia can come in many different levels, at different levels. It can last for a day or two or it can last for weeks or months or years. And whichever strategy you have for weighing yourself, it should be one that is consistent. So, so let me be clear on this. The scale isn't your friend or your enemy. The scale is just something that you should use as a tool to provide a piece of information for you and help you in making informative decisions about your diet and about your progress. If you're trying to lose weight, like I said, I would recommend you weigh yourself in the morning um, after you go to the bathroom and before you have breakfast. Uh, so often people will weigh themselves after they've had a couple cups of coffee and clearly that is not going to give you the same accurate measurement. Keep in mind that there's a multitude of factors that will affect your weight. Again, eating popcorn late at night is going to affect your weight. Um, that doesn't mean that you've gained fat. Um, having a high sodium meal, uh, shrimp, for example, low calorie, high sodium. You eat shrimp, you're going to weigh more the next day. Medications, a lot of medications will cause water retention. Airplane flying, that will cause water retention. There's a multitude of reasons. Constipation, dehydration, not getting enough water. I have a whole episode on this. The process of losing weight correctly is slow. Actually, let me rephrase that. The process of losing weight correctly is painfully slow. <laughs> and I have to say that because it is. 
And the only way to lose weight correctly is to do it the right way. Only a very limited amount of people make this a permanent uh, weight loss. And, and that is, in my opinion, the only way to make it a healthy one. These are people that have the willpower not only to keep their hands out of the cookie jar and avoid the temptations of food, but they also avoid the temptation of quitting when they see a number on the scale that they don't like. No one wants to put in all of their energy doing something time and time again when they don't see a result. Of course they don't. However, this should not be the deciding factor. Those who succeed are able to trust the process and understand that the scale will have those fluctuations. I have literally spent all week telling this to people over and over and over again. These fluctuations will happen and you cannot expect immediate overnight results. Nor should one deprive themselves and be on such a strict regimen every day that you should expect these dramatic results every single day. If the scale fluctuates, then that fluctuation should be understood as part of the process. I tell my clients to repeat the following, and I quote, If I did everything right and the scale went in the wrong direction, then I have nothing to worry about and it will inevitably go back down. And, and this is truly what I tell my clients to say when the scale goes up. Um, having them understand that the fluctuations will happen definitely takes the edge off. The frustration that occurs in the first month of dieting um, is the number one cause of diet derailment. And, and this is why most people are off their diets by Valentine's Day. Um, so so I'm, I'm going to uh, read you a quote right out of my book. And this was taken right out of the end of my, uh, my book, Girlfriend's Guide to Weight Loss. Very last chapter. Keep your eye on the ball. It's the big picture that matters. Much like any goal, you have to understand how fabulous the end result is. And you won't until you actually see it. It's not tangible until the end. Nothing feels as good as feeling good. More importantly, that feeling of feeling good is amplified when you have worked so incredibly hard to achieve it. Nothing in the world can top that. No antidepressant, no anxiety medication, no drug or substance can make you feel this good. The way you can feel just by treating your body the way it should be treated. Getting on the scale and letting a number on a device take this from you is not only counterproductive, but it is completely ridiculous. I'll probably never get on the road trip bathroom scales for fear of them not being calibrated correctly. And I'll be honest and say that getting on a random scale from time to time still scares me. But I'm finally able to see that the scale is just one tool in my weight management arsenal. And I've also taught this to thousands and thousands of my clients who have now overcome this fear. 
It's merely just a guide. It's just a tool. It's, it's a number. It's, it's just a progress, a way to measure. And there are so many other ways to measure your progress. You shouldn't put all of your hard work in, into this one device and let it derail you. Um, and looking back at all of my clients um, and all of the ones that have been successful, the ones that have been successful have not let the scale push them around. Um, remember, life is dynamic, and you and your weight have, have a lot of healthy living efforts. Simply put, sometimes life is worth more than calories. Uh, sometimes it just happens the way it is for so many great reasons, but by the time you let the scale and the power defeat you, you've let your emotions and your energies overt avoidance or guilt they're certainly not going to help you, and they will definitely eventually hurt you. Avoidance isn't the only scale-related risk. It turns out that there are other fears of scales that are more common than you think. But if you look back and think about all the times that you've avoided the scale, you were probably avoiding it because of some behaviors that needed to be changed. So if you take anything at all out of today's show, I'm going to leave you with this. Work hard, do everything you're supposed to do. And if you're following the plan, don't let any device or anybody let that derail you. And you should measure your progress only by the following. How do you feel? How do you look? And then lastly, whatever that scale says, should only be used as a guide. So enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go. Make no excuses now. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and your time is running out. I'm talking here and now. I'm talking here and now. It's not about what you've done. It's a